You're listening to the Blender Animation Studio Podcast, brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Are your pants losing their fight against gravity? Then aim for the moon on the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org. Joining us today is Francesco Sidney. Hello. Andy Goralczyk. Hey. Pablo Vasquez. Hola. And I'm Yassi Amazon. Here's your host, Francesco! One day I will become finally deaf and then yeah. this, <laughs> you have to give me a visual cue, otherwise I will not be able to start uh, speaking. But uh, <laughs> until then, so welcome to number 68. So how are you guys doing? Everything good? It's all good. Yeah. My cough is uh, residing, so yeah. it's all good. Okay, so back to health. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. still up with our bi-weekly, bi-weekly schedule. Feels <laughs> yes. like achievements. Um, today we bring back some, uh, you know, uh, good old format of our podcast. Wow. So we have a team and we have some uh, community news. And, uh, so let's start with actually the community news. I just gathered a couple of, of little, you know, things that happened lately and, you know, just bring them up and see what happens and what, what you guys have to say about it. How do you respond? For example, mm-hmm. Blender 279A has been released yesterday. How do you feel about that? That's not a big surprise. I've seen <laughs> you guys be busy for like days. I was I was expecting so. like some loud cheering and people, yeah, yeah, like, you know, like in a radio show, you know. Wait, no. Yeah. So what are the what are the kind of biggest uh, changes that have been made? It's just there's like, no changes really. No changes, like people okay. keep asking, where is the principal yeah. volume? Uh, the, like, oh, and, yeah, yeah. Where are all the I that, know that is like five days old, four days old. Uh, nope. Blender 279A mm-hmm. is just 279, but better. Basically, better as in over 200 bug fixes and especially the wow. security fixes that mm. were alarming a lot of people because Blender was not safe um, some time ago. But now it is. Now it is. Know that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was safe still, but like as safe as opening a Python File. Script. Wait, which you guys open? Oh man, I don't know. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust that. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's out. It, it was a nice. Steam. Like it took a little bit. There were a couple of uh, minor hiccups delaying the the process. Uh, like you know, packaging the uh, the, the the Linux release and or like actually it was not the packaged. Mac. Packaging the Mac was after, but before that, even when it was about uh, doing the tag, there were like a couple of commits that were waiting for Campbell to. to oh yeah, and his that. hard drive. And then, yeah, so that we were. His hard drive that. failed, so it was actual hardware. <laughs> yeah, there were some hardware failures, and then all of a sudden, it, it turned out that in the latest version of macOS, the High Sierra, the way we used to ship Blender, and the way it was packed into a zip file that you would just have to un- unzip and move the the two uh, packages, the Blender app and the ever useful Blender Player app, they both had to be moved into the application folder and uh, that would create a big confusion in the new Mac. It wouldn't allow that to happen, really. I mean, it would uh, it would happen, but then it would get errors. So we had to change the way this was uh, distributed to users. So we created EMG, which is a special container that is typical for Mac applications, which you just double-click on this little archive, it pops up a folder, and then you drag and drop the app into the into the application folder. And uh, we found out that we had to do this like the day before the release. So there was a little bit of uh, involved uh, graphic design work that uh, uh, I did together with Pablo, who helped a lot to make this look not like an empty... It sounds like the release of every open movie. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Like the day before, you just notice something that <clears throat> shouldn't be there. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's so that, different. Yeah, I'm releasing software and then movies there. <laughs> yes. So, so that's uh, that. That was uh, that introduced a little bit of delay, but then uh, it was uh, you know all right and everything was fine. And on top of that, we released it on Steam as well, so everybody could get Blender at the same time. It was like magic, and we communicated everything, and everybody was happy and cheering. It's very nice to make a Blender release because usually people like it, especially mm. on social media. People just have a positive feeling about it. So if it's like doing something good, even if we didn't do anything, we just announce it. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like we take the credit. That's nice. So yeah, that's uh, that's uh, the release. Um, something else that uh, has been released recently is an update to the Flamenco Manager. It's not as big as a Blender release, but Sibran is always working on cloud content, cloud features, and uh, Flamenco Manager is the component for rendering, uh, like on a local network. So every user that uses Flamenco, they can actually run this software for themselves and control the workers in the network. And he brought a blog post on the flamenco.io blog. Uh, where you can see what this does, some tweaks, some improvements in the interface, just overall making it easier and easier and easier, lowering the threshold and so on. Um, a couple of news that involve Ton. Mm. Uh, well, there was, a, there, was <laughs> there was an interview with the creator of Blender. Andrew Preuss. He doesn't no. care about money. No, he's not the creator of Blender. No, 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 no. no. But the interview was with Andrew. He's an interviewee. Isn't no, it? wait, that's right. What? Wait, Andrew wait. made bla- what? You said the creative blender, and then you said Andrew Price. Yeah, sorry, I just jumped the gun. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay, <laughs> it's fine. So that's uh, you know there was uh, Andrew Price, the Blender Guru, published an interview on his uh, channel. It's a two one hour and forty minute long video interview with uh, with Don. And that is the edited version. So I'm guessing the, the conversation thing. was longer. Yes, wow. it was two and a half hours, something like that. More probably. Who would want to see that? It's like watching a movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a feature film. Like I hear Ton talking all the time, so I don't have to do that in an interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we have meetings with Ton that goes longer than that. So. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay, so you guys don't miss that extra the one hour. Uh, I, I didn't watch. I watched the beginning, actually. I but have so not seen it. Too late. Did, did, you, did anyone here see all the way through? I think anything? Francesco, you did, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I did. I, I've heard uh, people say great things about it, so uh, I'm going to check it out at some point. All right, cool. Yeah. There are some moments, like it's very nice to read the comments to really see how people praise, especially the attitude that Don has for, mm-hmm. you know, the project and how he's enthusiastic about it, how he's genuinely believing in what whatever he says there. You have no doubt for a second that he's like, you know, some CEO of a company saying <laughs> something, you know, some policy. It's just him <laughs> saying what he's thinking, yeah. like <laughs> without filtering it sometimes. So if he's very honest and direct. He's very ton. Yes. Yeah. Would you okay. say that he is the non-profit Elon Musk? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like. Or Linus Torvalds? No. Yeah. no. I, don't, I don't think Elon Musk is making profit, by the way. Ah, he's got to be at some point. I mean, some of his businesses must. He's like the non-billionaire Elon Musk. Let's yeah. Say. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's more. <laughs> it's all the ideas, but none of the money. <laughs> Something like yes. that. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> that's so unflattering. Oh. But <laughs> some, some, yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, if, uh, you know, if uh, watching uh, Ton doing uh, inspiring speeches uh, is uh, your thing, I just want to mention that uh, Code Motion, which is a, a Europe renowned uh, uh, conference event that is organized in various cities uh, in Europe. Um, is going to have Ton as a keynote speaker mm. in the Amsterdam edition 
on the 8th of May. So on the 8th of May, in just a few weeks. Uh, what? Two months. Two months. Well, a few weeks, yeah. Oh, that's just a few weeks. Yes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> like weeks, many weeks. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Tony's going to speak there. So it's probably going to be streamed. It's going to be recorded. And it's like an opening keynote for the event. So it's pretty big. Yeah. And especially because Tony doesn't do a lot of the, that public speaking, it's, uh, I think it's always fun to, to see what he comes up with. Because he does it sometimes a SIGGRAPH, Blender Conference, those are the most uh, yeah. public events that he has been doing. So I'm very happy that he's actually going to go there and talk about uh, Blender and you know how Blender and the community works, uh, how you know the open source project developed and became what it is. And of course, mention what we are doing here with the film studio and, and everything else. Mm -hmm. So that's, uh, that, that's is that is very nice. And um, well... Just a couple more things. One is that, of course, we uh, have the code quest that is happening still, and it's basically it's going great. You guys have been. Following I'm actually checking on my phone right yeah. now because I think last, last time you were also checking. I was on checking phone. on my phone because the we were about to reach 1,000. I, I think mm -hmm. rockets sold, so I had to go do some graphics. Now I'm in the same place but with a stretch goal 2500 rockets there is like a hundred left or so which I don't think maybe there is it could happen that someone goes saying hey I want a hundred <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like no thank you thank yes you. so I'm great. checking if we reach it because I would like to make a nice graphic for it when we actually mm -hmm. land on the moon because this whole theme ah, of the space landing yeah so, so I was gonna ask what does it mean exactly for the code quest that we sell more than the initial target. Well, the main the the main goal was one thousand mm -hmm. rockets. With this, we would uh, be able to bring everybody in that we wanted, like a, a eight to ten people. And the, for this the one thousand was like the minimum. Right? That's the minimum, like mm -hmm. to bring the people in. Yeah. Then the stretch goal two thousand five hundred would mean that we can do exactly the same, get more people, two more seats. Extend the mission, we call it because it's a you know space theme. Very cool. <laughs> for uh, so, so so some people are able to stay for a bit longer, and it will give the Blender Foundation, the Blender um, Blender Cloud Blender Institute a bit more of a um, how to say like a relief for a yeah like be able to breathe because then we'll have to invest so much mm -hmm. in it. Like the Blender Foundation would have had to invest way more if this stretch goal wasn't achieved. Mm -hmm. So yes, it was possible to 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 make it, but you know, it's like for many months you have to yeah eat yeah. pasta and rice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there is also like another another point next to what Pablo is mentioning, which is also uh, you know, the, when we when we put together this kind of uh, campaign, of course, you know, we ask for help, and um, there is this basic level of support. There, there were a couple of guaranteed aspects of the funding of the campaign. For example, the fact that the Blender Institute would provide substantial funding or the Blender Foundation would provide substantial funding. But there were also the sponsors. So we expect the sponsors to support at the same level as the user community does. And... Um, and so far, like the sponsors, they have been doing great, but the community is doing better, much. Yeah, yeah, say it's better. insane. And yeah. uh, it is very good because uh, right now the community is even covering a little bit for the sponsors itself. So it's like is is a balance as well. Like even for that, even in that case, mm -hmm. having a bit of extra it helps because you know if the sponsoring would have gone as good as the crowdfunding campaign. 
that would be <laughs> even awesome. better. But uh, that that so far is not uh, is not the case. So no. having that extra safety that the community has been able to provide is amazing. It's a very good feeling. So yeah, that helps. And if you compare it with the the campaign that was launched in 2002 to make Blender open source, mm-hmm. the one that uh, you had to I was like a hundred thousand euro, hundred thousand, hundred thousand. That was reached in seven weeks, which was crazy. And this one. It's uh, around the same-ish, but in way less time. It's like two or three weeks. So, not bad. Not mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Nope. nope. So, we are going to make sure we mention that. We want to give a bit of more insight once we hit to 2,500 to make like a little recap of how the campaign went and how and the rocket stats. went. So, yeah. I think it's fun to see like how... How like much the, of the support. The last day when we announced that the price of the rockets was... Uh, like the discount was ending. I think we had a spike of like a hundred or more rockets within like a few hours. So yeah. it, was, it was fun to see. It's like, wait, it was like, you know, 2,200 and now yeah. it's 2,350. What happened? It's so great so. to see to see the support, even like a company supporting it and big blogs and um, like even Unity tweeted about it. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yes. So awesome. yeah, just a little reminder of that. I hope like next uh, next time we do this, I think it's going to be wrapped up and we will be freaking out about actually the thing coming, the developers <laughs> being here. What, what, what do you mean? Like the, the campaign. The oh, campaign. oh, I thought like a future campaign. No, no. <laughs> like for Blender 3.0? Oh, no, no, no. But <laughs> that would be... It's yeah. going to be so cool to have everyone here all like in one room together. Yeah, it's going to be like the workshop, the, the usability workshop. To but, about with three a, months. but with a cool name and for three months. And stuff actually happens. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it gets done. Mm-hmm. That's what you mean. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. mean, yeah, before stuff happened. <laughs> yeah, and a bit more like sharing more even because it was um, one weekend, three days, yeah. the, the, the UI workshop. Yeah, it was very short. Yeah, and then we made a short video about it. And it took it, Which took to a few months it. to edit. Sorry. It was, uh, <laughs> no, of course, but... It, it, it was it, not the most was, efficient way. Take, yeah, I, it takes time and it came out of nowhere. It was in the middle of other stuff too. But in this one, we promise that we will um, cover much more everything that's happening there. Mm-hmm. So It'll be like a daily soap opera with your favorite <laughs> Blender coders. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. like, Or maybe we can just leave the webcams there, you know, like a big brother. Big brother. Big coder. Confessional <laughs> Big coder. <laughs> Sarkis gonna sit in the confessional. Oh yes, want to nominate? Guy, the- <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great. And then but you can just you can just you know VNC like screen screen cast whatever the, the is doing. Wow! At the yeah. end of each day, that, somebody that gets voted off the island or like uh, into the canal. And they have to they have to stay like we make a little room like uh, where you have to spend the night oh. if you get voted out. Okay, well we are getting sidetracked, yeah. so that's uh, yes. that's very exciting. Yeah. And um, one final final thing when you know looking at news and things that are happening, I noticed that lately there have been uh, it's it's an interesting trend. Um, some job offers, so you know Blender the Blender jobs uh, market is very active. There are lots of companies that are looking for Blender artists, Blender uh, scripting TDs, uh, or uh, you know Blender developers. And um, when we were going over the Blender network uh, job offers, we saw more than one, uh, more than two, I think, um, companies looking for Blender artists or TDs that uh, could put together basically uh, an automated system to generate and combine assets to be used for training 
uh, neural networks and AIs. So, for example, a company that makes uh, a, a food-related uh, service, they want to use Blender to, to generate food renders that then they, you know, they create these artificial images of, you know, real-looking food that then they feed to AI so that then the AI can learn how to recognize food. So instead of giving them real pictures of food or like, you know, looking for a database, they create their own database in, with their own, you know, different light setups. So they're figuring out that it's easier to procedurally generate stuff with Blender yeah. and train the AI with that than actually getting real life stuff. That is so fascinating. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but well, we found that. And it's going to be a procedural thing. So you would have like a half pizza, half hamburger, like you know, these Frankenstein monsters. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work, but I found it very fascinating. And the fact that multiple, <laughs> multiple people are looking into this technology, like one was for food, one was for architecture, I think. So like really different, uh, different environments that sounded like, okay. Mm. So that's, uh, you know, we were talking about trends a couple of episodes ago and things that are happening. I think this is, uh, this is fun and interesting. Cool. I'm kind of hungry now, but. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Final one. And actually we enter more like in the topic of what people are doing here and, uh, you know, talking about open movies, talking about the cloud, talking about the cool stuff. Uh, I recently had a chat with uh, uh, Daniel Lara. Uh, the, the director of the Hero short film with the uh, Grease Pencil in uh, the upcoming Blender 2.8. And, uh, you know, you can follow on the blog of Hero, of course, the, the news and what they're doing. They will publish soon an, uh, an article about it and share some more assets. But the rumor is that mm -hmm. at some point this month, is it? Yeah, we're in March, right? Very yeah. March. At some point during March, there might be a teaser. <gasps> what? Yeah. There might be a teaser. Yes. So that's a very exciting. Like, uh, so the entire thing is though, like the film itself. Uh, yeah, there will be a teaser of the trailer. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a trailer-esque no. yes. thing, more, like it, the way it's edited. It is, it is a trailer, It's yeah. more narrated, like also he, he's been mentioning like the analogy with like the intro of a series, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be something like that. Yeah, maybe maybe it's a it's trailer. Like the beginning of Up or something like that. Uh, where it's like a, kind of, well, yeah. Even that is like a montage. Yeah. It's, it really depends. Like there are some important decisions that, that are being taken now with the, how the sound is going to be laid out in the film. Mm. Because the difference like between, for example, just using a pure instrumental soundtrack and layering a lot of sound effects versus layering no sound effects, mm. it really conveys the movie a different uh, feeling. Yeah. So we're thinking about just doing it with the uh, sound only. Mm. And then it, it feels like something else. It doesn't feel like the beginning of a movie, for example. Yeah, like true. it feels like something else. So that's still... It's like a music video. Uh, mm -hmm. Kind of. Yeah, it's still, it's still, being, uh, still being decided, but that's also what's going to make it different. And uh, yeah, like they're working with a, um, the composer. I don't think it's uh, announced yet who it is, but it's, you know, at some point it will be all public and it's awesome. So I really hope to see something soon. Because, uh, yeah, it's getting there. It's looking good. So I'm very mm -hmm. excited about that. Um, so, well, before we move on to our uh, daily topic, I just wanted to know how you guys are doing with the work on Spring and uh, with the work in general here at the studio. Is everything going well? It's going well. Yeah. We're working on layout right now. And, cool. Uh, yeah. That's other a, stuff. Technically, this is the, the last week of the first pass of layout of the film. Exactly. But um, I know it might be a bit longer... Yeah, uh, and we already on, have a couple of ideas how to improve things for yeah. the second pass. Yeah, the second pass is where we add more detail to the to the the acting and where we refine shots and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, 
and add maybe a couple of ideas where like now we see maybe that some things are maybe not as clear as they could be. Yeah. And then we have maybe a couple of ideas to try out something, but we want to wait until we have like the first pass ready to go and then we can add those. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's going pretty well. Yeah. Are you both uh, working on actual layout like assembly? Well, you, Chalti, I know yeah. for sure. And uh, I am, yes. How about you, Andy? I was uh, I was working on the layout last week, mm-hmm. where I uh, kind of roughed out the the ending, which was very important to me because it's this big, beautiful montage scene that I uh, I wanted to actually see. And in the storyboards, it's not very clear mm-hmm. what happens there. I mean, at least for other people, because Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what what I was thinking there. Um, so yeah, I've I've done that last week and this week uh, I'm um, doing the fur for the little dog Autumn, mm-hmm. and it's it's going so well. I'm so super happy how it turns out. Yeah, yeah, and the like I usually just rave on about how bad particles are. Yes, but this week it's going fine. There's no, no problem. Way. Whatsoever. Wow! I jinxed it right now. You enter. You enter the the, 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 the mindset. You finally understood how particles work. Maybe. Well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Not, no, I but. think I think it has more to do with the fact that uh, the, the particle system, uh, then the grooming and everything works really well for furry characters, which it was. Which that it it was made for that originally for Big Buck Bunny, ah. furry and funny. Remember? Mm. So. Um, so for fairy characters, dogs, sheep, it's all going very, very well. And then for people with hair and actual hairstyles, no, no, okay. not so much. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, what about uh, Pablo live stream <laughs> Vasquez boy? <laughs> Celebrity. Yeah, not really. You're, you don't, <laughs> you don't want to talk about oh, it. Wow. It's like wearing those dark Somebody shades. Somebody said that YouTube, like, gay? YouTube guy or something. Yeah. Something, someone said that. That's you. That's you, right? I don't know. Um, no. <laughs> it's, well, yes. It was at the beginning of the of the video with uh, the, the live stream he did with Ton. Ah, with Ton, yes. Yeah. Hey, it's a YouTube guy. And I was oh. like, mm, like at, at least you were not reading that because I was reading the comments and handling the questions and you were just having a chat with Ton, which I think was a nice experience for you, right? You don't have to read that stuff. As it yeah, was. no, I didn't. Oh, actually, I could have. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I should not. Yes. Why is I that YouTube guy blushing that. so much? What's going on? <laughs> Well, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big, uh, quite, an honor. Yeah, quite an honor to interview. Uh, yes. Well, interview. Yeah. We were mainly, uh, yeah. Just talking. It was a nice quest. chat. It was, it was a chat basically, which we do every day, but you know, putting it online, streaming live and at the same time changing cameras and doing all the stuff in the, <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, it was actually quite fun. That was two, three weeks ago. Yeah, already. yeah, when we two launched the campaign. Ago. And then you've been mostly working on the campaign itself, right? Yeah, it's amazing how much time it takes to just keep up the campaign, just or even tweet about it. Okay, okay, 1,000, okay, 1,500. Oh, okay. One sponsor, two sponsors. Two sponsors, yeah. Update yeah. The sponsor. Make the image, make it short. Then uh, we have on Wednesdays, we have the Render Cloud Live, which we kept, kept the promise of making it weekly. Still every impressive, week. Impressive. We've been doing it. Even this week, we did it uh, together with Hialti. Yep. We went through a um, couple of tools that are very useful for animation. The selection sets yes. and then the post library. 
Exactly. So we reviewed them and talked a little bit about animation in general and the workflows and mm-hmm. uh, answered some questions from the community because it's live. Yeah. So every Wednesday at 5.30 US Central European time. And it's already live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, uh, we, so. yeah we put it live immediately so you yeah. can check it out. I think and at some point I just want to do like a live session where all like the topic is just motion pass. Pats. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Just yeah. to talk about motion pass, that's, that's it. Just so because I know like there's a lot of people that have certain ideas about it. And like I don't mind those ideas. The, the problem is that they haven't thought it further. Like yeah. they have just like this really um shallow grasp of what it means to use those things. And uh, I want to sync up with them. You know what I mean? Like, I want to give them a demonstration on, like, this is why, you know, like, it works in certain examples and why it doesn't in others. It doesn't, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway. So that would be... So the, any idea what's going to happen next week? Ooh. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Next week. What? The code quest will be finished. What do you mean? Like in... In, in the Blender Cloud Live. Ah. ah, we're going to show the full layout of uh, Spring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. sure. Why not? Yes, and a demo of particle systems in the dog. Sure, why not? <laughs> that would actually would be kind of cool. Yeah, to, actually, uh, yeah. I'm, came, I'm coming up uh, with this. Just you know, you know right what? Now. Like I saw also a, a comment from Sibren on Twitter about the, the live. And, uh, and he was like, well, at some point I'm going to be there as well, right? Like commenting on the demo of the animation tools. Because of course he's like you know one of the main developers behind these exactly. these these these, uh, these tools. So it was like maybe at some point he's of course you know Simran might be there and do like a little some live uh, pythoning or like some live you know that things. would be amazing. Yeah, I think it would be fun. Yeah, but no, I mean not related to the um, post library yeah, or, no, the, just, or no, the selection no. sets. Yeah, yeah but like something like, else would be cool. Yeah, of course. Something you can do in one hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think I think that would be also an idea. Yeah, it gets yeah. it more into like in depth uh, because like when I'm talking about the tools, I'm only talking about it from the outside, you know, kind of like as the user. So it's more of a user experience mm-hmm. and how would I utilize it? Well, I think it's great. It's one way to see it. Yeah. And yeah. there's another audience that cares about how do you make it? How do exactly. you make it work? And that's another <laughs> yeah, definitely. story. Here's something I would love to see. Um, one hour live, you and Sergey. Solving bugs from the bug tracker. Oh, what? Wow, Sergey just sits down and goes to a bug and then fixes the bug. Live. Can but you live, imagine? Yeah. Like you have well, to get it on his computer so you can actually see him. Yeah. Like that going through be, Emacs and the, the, the Midnight Commander text editor like back and forth. with the, That would be epic. <laughs> that would be pretty epic, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it can be also very slow. <laughs> Epic and yeah, boring to compile at the same time. and <laughs> yeah. check and it's compile. It's like animation. Yeah. Like yeah, epic well, and boring. That yeah. might work. <laughs> That's so true. But okay, so you know how um, even at, at like a golf match or, or like a chess tournament, there's always these narrators on the <laughs> sideline and they're like, yeah. here comes Johnson and he's trying the sweat off, off his face. Yes. And He's contemplating the next move because next move is uh, very important. Yeah. Oh, he, there is a like five miles wind yeah, exactly. from the west. <laughs> and so you particles. could be that guy. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, maybe it would need two guys because there's always that little back and forth. Oh yes, yes, Jake. That the is commentaries. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was yeah. the last time he managed to fix a bug with five lines of code? Do you remember? Yeah, the stats. I have the track of record from last year. And yes, we all know he's recovering from the injury of 89. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's leaving. Oh, no, he's bringing epic. some tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, yeah. So you see, there is a, it's true. It's a good idea. That's, that yeah. has a lot Some of- content that is coming for the cloud regarding the post library and the selection sets is tutorials. Because actually, when we made this live stream, we mainly talk about it. And it's not like an explanation. Okay, here's the, the add-on. Here's how you use it. It was more like, okay, this is how it works in a production shot right now. Um, we were watching a um, screencast of healthy actually using it in production so the tutorial is coming up on the blender cloud yep we're gonna aim at that next week not mm, sure exactly yeah. when but yeah next week uh yeah next week and it will be live on uh, you can find it on the maybe we can make a blog post and it will be on the um, character animation uh training on the cloud yeah yeah something like that cool cool we, we might maybe just split it up so like maybe the for the first part i like give my impressions of the thing from like a user, you know, on a user level. Yeah. And then like, there would be like this appendix of, you know, and here's, you know, Severin, like, you know, opening the hood and showing the code beneath and being like, you know. Yeah. For scripting for artists, maybe. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that was meant to be like, anyway, something that expands and... Uh, Every training in the yeah. cloud, I think it should be something that expands and updates because... Yeah. And there keeps expanding and updating. So that's a really good yeah, idea. Yeah, that 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 is a good idea actually. Yeah. Awesome. If you have any ideas to um, improve this, <laughs> let us know in the comments. But besides that, yeah, that that was my that has been that's my life. My couple of weeks. Busy. Code quest, live streams, and no, well, doing art actually for the code quest. I'm actually having fun with this low poly stuff. I'm actually eager now to go back and uh, do yeah. the landing <laughs> picture. It is a new art. Yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. It is fun. I'm gonna miss it uh, during the code quest. Ah, come on! You can probably still do something. I, uh, I, yeah, maybe yeah. introduction for the video. I don't know. Nah, we will see. I'll see. I'll see. So with so much work. Well, look! Look at this. I'm. I'm. All, I'm. Thankfully, I'm sitting. Otherwise, I would be <laughs> sleeping and falling. Yes. How smooth this Slipping is! Slipping on the Segway with so much work. How do you focus on the task at hand? Uh, you're asking me. Asking uh, me? No, I'm. Uh, everyone. That's yes. Segway. And, and that's Segway. Is, yes. This is it. Like this is what we're gonna talk about for yeah, the, for the remaining of this episode. This is our thing. Our attempt at uh, giving a theme. A topic to one of each one of the podcasts. How this week mm. is focus. How, How? Do we do this? How can you like, Chalti? You ah, you've been we're starting with Pablo. You've been like yeah. preparing yourself extensively to answer this question. Extensive. I'm making it like <clears throat> so raising the bar so high. No, okay. okay, just just you know, uh, where does this question even come from? That's uh, that's the first thing. Just as a mini you know introduction to the question itself, which yep. is like. This is a reality for many artists, for many people working in general. And when you work in a very, uh, when you work in, in, you know, in, in an environment where lots of things are happening, uh, you know, every reference to real uh, existing workplaces or people is sort of completely, uh, how do you say, factual? No. Uh, yeah, like everybody has their own way of working and all that yeah. stuff. So you have to kind of so, throw that to the side and, yeah. and think about it more broadly. But also, so, you know. Yeah, from a person's given experience, of course. Yeah, and so and this is and this is really like I mean something that I think we could we can all relate. So I thought it was very interesting. Uh, I think it's very interesting to find out. So yeah. that being said, yes, how do you deal with this? So uh, wrote down a couple of things. So um, so you know this is just from personal experience. So first of all, um, coffee is not necessarily your friend. It's uh, you know with great power comes great responsibility and all that. So minimizing coffee. Um, meaning that like, you know, 
uh, if you're very tired in the morning, it's great. Get a, get a cup of coffee. But if you're like drinking your fifth coffee, <laughs> like <laughs> the same day, uh, you, and this is just like how the body reacts to caffeine, you're going to have harder time focusing on something. This also depends on your tolerance to coffee, of course, and caffeine. Yeah. Uh, and well, this, tea this, also has Yeah, this, this has to do with also certain teas and uh, energy drinks and, and yeah. whatnot. Even Anything mate has exactly. a bit of caffeine. So, uh, Afetamines. Or so, you know, be aware of your co- caffeine caffeine consumption yeah. essentially because um if you're boosters not, yeah if you're not thinking about it and you you kind of go over the line and you're trying to focus like you may not be able to focus for the rest of the day like get the the focus that you need um the uh couple of other things that i have personally is that i i try not to have any social media open at all or nothing that can uh blink or do anything on the screen next to me or my screen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, the phone, uh, like not just silent, but like silencio, you know, like, <laughs> like full on, no vibration, no, no, nothing. no, no, upside down, like yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Like, no smart watches, nothing. No nothing, smart nothing watch. Like so um, I, I kind of started getting used to it. So now, if, you know, if somebody calls me or I get a message or something, you know, I'll, in maybe once every hour, I will maybe stand up and look at my phone just to see, do I have something? And is it is there something there important that I have to reply to? But it means that, like, it's not uh, bugging me in the moment of me trying to focus. And it's it, the only thing that I actually have open, and this is because otherwise people here start bugging me. We have IRC. Yeah, IRC. Everybody uses IRC here. So that's, like, the only thing that can blink. And, man, I get... I get a little bit annoyed when like it's blinking and I'm checking it out and somebody named like mentioned my name, but they were like talking about me, not to me. We, and I'm like, we, damn, because everybody else has a as like a special a nickname. Yeah. Nickname. So you can say Pablo or like you can say Francesco or FCD or Andy. Yeah, I can't. Exactly. But you you should just probably call your captain. Captain. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> captain. I don't know. Um, okay, so, you know, that's a couple of things. Um, never, so, you know, there's this question, of course, like, you know, do you listen to music or whatever? Um, first of all, like, never videos, ever, ever, ever. Mm. Um, and that has to do with, um, um, you know, this is just, like, basic psychological research on, like, uh, if you're if you're trying to, divide, like, multitask, something like that, where you have an actual video where, like, it's sound, it's, it's you know, whatever... Um, never have it displayed there. So maybe you're listening to the thing, but you also have it displayed. Like, don't have it displayed. Just listen to the thing. Mm-hmm. And, but that that's at most, you know. Yeah. Um, I have certain levels of, of, like, how intense is the job I'm doing right now. Uh, I have, like, five stages. Well, this is, like, a whole <laughs> I thing. I want to uh, read it. I want to read it. I, I did. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. So, so like, uh, when I really have to focus, and that means usually if I'm, if I'm like, blocking out a shot or animating a shot, like where I really have to put a lot of brain, you know, focus in there. Uh, I will have like no music at all, nothing like that, of course. And I will actually have like mufflers from like a, a shooting range mm. on my on my construction site or, or like uh, a yeah, noise yeah. canceling headphone or like I in some cases it's so severe that I have uh, little earbud things to isolate sound. And then on top of that I have the mufflers like I'm trying to isolate myself as much as possible. Where do you work? Like, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> where is yeah, these no, people? It's like, it's, uh, it's as if people walk amusement in. Amusement park or, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you would think that, but no, it's, it's um, 
part of it is also psychological that you know that if there is a pop or whatever, uh, you you just know that like you're you're not in the mindset right yeah. now to be able to handle that stuff. So it's it's also like on you. You know what do you feel like right now? Uh, the next step above that is just having you know not listening to anything, but also not having anything wrong or anything like that. It's like you're focusing, but it's not so bad that you know somebody can't like be like, hey, you know what's up or whatever. Um, above that is ambient music. Basically, with no lyrics. So, yeah, Francesco no, no, smiling. I'm just, I'm right just now. waiting for the like five hours of Celtic music. Yeah, exactly, but that's like yeah. that comes later. It's not at this no, that's, stage. That's, that's, this that's is the Celtic it? music. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's also that's, the, the soundtrack of Age of Empires is fits yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, there's no, there's no words in there, you know, like, so there's nothing to confuse or like to make your brain think on that level. It's just kind of ambient music and it can kind of drift in and out and you don't have mm-hmm. to think about it, but it's there to kind of keep your spirits up a little yeah. bit. Uh, that's why, you know, like, I think it was during Cosmos Laundromat that I just happened to find this YouTube artist that makes uh, Celtic music. And he has like a compilation of two hours. <laughs> and I just had it on a loop. And I just did that for days and days. Days, days and yeah. days. Oh, I remember. So the next, so stage, cool. the next stage after that is familiar music. So it's music that you enjoy that has lyrics, but you've heard it so many times in your life that you're numb to it. So you don't. Uh, you don't find yourself thinking about the lyrics or thinking about the song. This is the Mumford and Sons. This is the Mumford and Sons, <laughs> uh, like any one of their albums I play there in the background, and it's uh, it's very enjoyable. Um, and then the kind of you know the next the last stage is actually being listening to like really like fun new engaging music or a podcast or an audio book whatever. This is rare, like that I would allow myself to do that. But that is when there's like a mundane task and like, there's no way I can screw this up. Like you are mm-hmm. coloring yeah, post-its. Exactly. Like yeah. I've seen you watch like some podcast or video yeah. masterclass something. And then like with the crayons painting. Yeah. Like, it's just something. I think that... you're actually using the crayons because you want to listen to the thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> but there, there, there are these, you know, moments when like, uh, as an example, like um, there's, there's like, a foot that is is intersecting or something like that, and and for or whatever it is, and I know the only way I can do it is just frame by framing it because otherwise it's going to be too much of a hassle. But yeah. it's like sixty frames, and I have to like eyeball it. But it's like it's like a tiny thing, but it's you have to do it, and uh, it but it's very mundane, and you just visually see immediately when you got it. Like you, I got it next frame. I got it next frame, and sometimes it takes a while or whatever. So. It's Monday, but you can do it. It's yeah. like cleaning uh, curves, maybe cleaning curves in some cases. Yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, if I had to break it down, like okay, if I have the five levels, the the when I'm super focusing, no music, mufflers, all that, it's like fifteen percent of the time. Then me having like nothing at all, it's like twenty percent ambient music with no lyrics. That's like twenty percent uh, kind of familiar music that I'm you know more numb to or whatever. Uh, it's it's like twenty percent, and then. The last 5% is when I'm like really having some, I don't know, like a podcast going on or what. Like the brain like dead operations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's pretty evenly distributed almost. Yeah, Except right, like for the yeah. really, the, I, I rarely see you with like the shooting range headphones. But when I see you like that, <laughs> I know, okay. He is yeah. like, he doesn't even want to hear anything. So let's not bother him. So yeah, it's a good signal yeah, okay. to use different kind of headphones when mm-hmm, pressure mm-hmm. gets higher. Good so. stuff. So I feel like I've been hogging the time. Uh, uh-huh. I do have an extra thing because I wasn't here for the last podcast. So I do have an under pressure yeah. thing, but I want to do it after you guys. Okay. So, At the so, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One. Otherwise yeah. we... Yeah. Next up is Pablo. What? Hey, buddy. <laughs> do it. 
So how do I keep focus? Mm-hmm. You had uh, a very straight answer when I asked you. Yeah, when you asked me at the first, oh, I have a topic. How do you keep focus? I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, Andy. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, it's it's really sometimes hard to keep focus. I the only way I focus is when I really like the task, I think. I don't have those five levels, I think. I, I Well, music is the, the only level, I think. Yeah. And it's usually music that, yeah, either has no lyrics. I like electronic music, so it's usually, yeah, no lyrics. And it says, head, yeah, headbanging. So, and depends. I mean, sometimes it's, it's more of a chill, you know, like a progressive music, which is just like chill. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Or yeah, it's 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 called progressive. You just keep and that's nice. Yeah, you could listening to it in, in a bar just when you can talk over and stuff. Then or there's the the the, the yeah the har- harder harder sounds which you can't really make. But that's mainly oh yeah, that's my my way of muffling the sound from outside ah. when people are chatting or they're discussions going on and I just want to read this email <laughs> or like try to understand something or work I think and for actually working yeah that songs that I know or songs that have lyrics or songs from my childhood teenage mm. days that I know the lyrics but I do that at home because I have to sing of course <laughs> <laughs> so yes I uh, yeah I have I think it's uh, quite a quite a range of artists like completely different to each other mm-hmm. that I sing on top of them and I that's that gets me the most productive. Something I think happens. Yeah. For that, I notifications in general, I just disable them. There's nothing that will notify me except um I IRC. And I only use IRC when I'm at, at work. So I have nothing else that will pop up, no calendar events, no um no nothing else, basically. The phone I do have it next to me, but it's uh, facing down most of the time. So I, I and I, I also disable everything, no vibration, no sound. Mm-hmm. For yeah, I don't like it, and I respect for the other because we're in the same room, so it's annoying to have like bling or drum, drum, yeah. yeah, so annoying. <laughs> so I always have it face down, so that is away. But the thing is, I have a shortcut to changing. Um, I always work in like one desktop for one task. So I have, I I, I use desktops in in Linux. It's pretty common. You get use, I have six desktops, mm. and I use most of them. Um, usually the first three is for like coding then one for like uh, the browser of whatever website I'm working on the cloud or Blender or if I'm doing 3D it's for reference stuff and then there's one for the emails and tweet deck because you know the, we have we have many there is a Blender account Blender cloud Blender network Blender everything <laughs> so we have to manage that and that I keep an eye on uh, I don't get any kind of notification but so I go to it so my focus is more voluntary <laughs> in that regard. And the main way of keep myself keeping myself focused, like the when I'm using Blender, the best way and it doesn't fail, screencast it. So if I'm recording, if I know that I'm recording it, I I know that okay, this is this is me for the next hour. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna check on Twitter or the emails oh, or anything. That's Just true, yeah. Screencast and then you you can't leave anything you do like you have you're 
you're chained. <laughs> wow. So that's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's a great way of of having like okay, I can't even think too much. <laughs> I have okay. to move the mouse. <laughs> so wow. otherwise, I have to edit. The more I cut, the more I edit, and I don't like editing. Dystopian answer. You know, it's like, oh, I, you know, it's great when I just feel like I'm being watched. <laughs> <laughs> and it really works. Yeah. It really works. I I don't like editing my my screencasts or my videos so much because it yeah it takes time so I just yeah have to do it that's that gigabytes me. upon gigabytes of of screencasts yes you know, yeah that they just go for for long sometimes I forget I go get a uh, no coffee or something yeah. and then yep there is this gap that I have to cut but um yeah that's until I have to go to the toilet basically <laughs> yeah that that's uh, my way of keeping focus. Andy, oh, hey, here. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I do a lot of the things that you guys have mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I remember you, Hjalti, recommended noise-canceling headphones to me. And yes. At first I thought, okay, well, not really. But then working in, in a certain environment, uh, it just lends itself to like diving in there and it's it, it helps quite a lot to mm-hmm. to shut down uh, shut out the outside world and uh, you know focus on on the task um most of the time i don't really like recently i haven't really been listening to any music here um when uh when i'm listening to listening to something it's mostly something that doesn't have any uh, any tones in it or so I mean it's it's mostly rain sounds nature sounds and that oh, kind of stuff wow. so it's, it's like adding additional noise on top of silence yeah. basically yeah. and and that really helps like something that's not repeating something that just has and kind of an ambient character to that like like those websites that add like coffee uh, <laughs> uh, sounds on the background like. yeah no but but yeah no on so, yeah, it's mostly nature, in nature sounds, so rain in the forest, or, wind, or a little stream with I, hail. I, <laughs> I I found that uh, rain sounds work the best because they're kind of very random and but yeah. still repeating in a way, and it kind of helps like uh, as an acoustic uh, pattern, yeah. and and nice. the sound of the raindrops on on wood and that kind of stuff that is sounds, very nice. It sounds lovely. Yeah, it is. It is. And um, the reason I've been doing that is uh, I try to to over I try to over sensitize sen- sen- how do you say that sensitize myself. I don't know. Yeah. Usually when I'm at home or when I'm in transit, meaning like on the on the bike here or uh, walking from the bus station here or you know even in the morning when I'm reading uh, news and that kind of stuff I listen to very very aggressive loud stuff (laughs) so whenever I get here it's like whatever happens in contrast will be considerably more quiet than that that's fantastic brilliant yeah so and and most of the that music is like break beats and you know abstract rhythms and very very complicated stuff so you kind of like you 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 your head kind of makes this 180 degree twist and yeah yeah. so and then here it's in contrast i don't really listen to that kind of music well, sometimes I do. If I feel very impressionistic and artsy, <laughs> I, do, I do that, but not really. Um, so, and and that way, like, I mostly, if there's any 
minor conversation in the background, I, I'm, I find it very easy to blend that out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. There's also, I, I like to come in here very early in the morning, but not very early in the morning, but kind of around 9.30 or so when, when Ton comes in here and then Sergey and Sebren mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Francesco. Like It's usually very focused because there is not a lot of stuff going on. So I, I like working very early in the morning. Mm-hmm. It keeps me also focused. There's somebody listening right now that has to yeah. show up <laughs> at six in the morning. They're like, early? What are you Why is just, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, right. So it's, it's, it's usually like an hour earlier before the rest of yeah. the team. Yeah. Golden hour. Yeah, usually it's just like two hours before cold, anything major happens. So that's good. Sometimes, of course... A certain Dutch uh, 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 chairman comes in and has this brilliant idea that something needs to happen, and then of course the whole thing just yeah. It's very dangerous. You can train. be very early, <laughs> and then it's like very quiet, or it could start to be very loud very early too. Yeah, that so. like the the yeah, but the, the, the that's my impression of coming in early. It's like it's it's, a, it's useless <laughs> <laughs> because there is always chat and discussion going on. To me, I mean, at least that's why I prefer to come in right on time <laughs> or maybe even later, but just stay later because actually after six, it's also golden. It's yeah. so silent. After six is usually the time here when I see that people are really actually working, on, yeah. actual on, on the work. And very early in the morning, I think like that, that also, that also kind of happens. Yeah. Um, so it depends. Like for myself, I can really, like I can get sucked into a, a task really easily in the, in the morning. Right after lunch, it doesn't work that well anymore, and I really have to like strain on on doing that. Yep, doorbell yeah. <laughs> usually or phones you know, or that that ambient sound thing you were talking about. I just had a thought like, mm-hmm. what if they have the, the you know an option for very lonely freelancers to have like an office sound? Oh yeah, there is, I'm there is sure. Yeah, there is. yes, yeah. coffee shop sounds, office sounds. You're just working alone. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There it's, is. it's an entire world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hear the whispers. Of, there are apps like gossip near yeah. the water cooler. Library sound. Websites, yeah. uh, apps. There's yeah. all kinds of yeah. stuff. So the entire that. market. Yeah. around these things. Uh, yeah. But actually, I found go- going to an actual coffee shop is nice. The 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 ones that sell coffee, the not the external world. <laughs> the Amsterdam one. Yeah, actually, I, I, it's so cliche, but I did it once. Um, Did you recently, write, like, Hollywood script or uh, a couple. Yeah. Yeah. There with his laptop. Let, let me want to see my script. No, but I had this this document that I had to write that I think like every every weekend when I had the time it was like, okay, maybe not, maybe later, maybe later. I keep pushing it until one day it's like, okay, screw it. I'm gonna go even before coming to work, like on a weekday. I think it was um Tuesday or something. Mm-hmm. Um. I just woke up super early and I went to a, a, get a coffee and brought my laptop and actually finished the document. Wow. Yeah, so silly because of the the blah 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 sound in the background speaking Dutch, so I don't even I get even oh, less. Come on, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but not for like yeah. that early in the morning. It's like the, it's like the best alternative to screencasting yourself while writing this document. Yeah, is being surrounded being really by people. Watched by people. <laughs> yeah. I feel like for for most of us who have like a, a fixed workplace, uh, it's really important to still have transit, you know, where you're kind of going from one place to another, and you don't like because that's the moment where you can actually do where you get creative ideas and that kind of stuff. That's why I always uh, 
Like I don't mind if I have to walk somewhere for half an hour because that's brilliant. That's where I, where you get new influences, new ideas, and yeah. that kind of stuff. Or taking the bus here, or or driving with a bicycle. Uh, I think that's very very important because like you can't just be in places like instantly. Um, yeah. That's yeah. Sometimes I I wish. I, well, I mean, now I do 10 minutes bike to, from home here. Sometimes I wish it, it would be like, I wish I have, have when people say, oh, yeah, I was half an hour in the train. Mm-hmm. Of course, I probably, probably hate it, but sometimes like, that, isn't that nice? Oh, yeah. Here's <laughs> the thing. If you're 10 minutes away, you always have the option of like looping around a little bit and, yeah. and making it 30 minutes. I, I do that on the way back because in the morning I was late on a rush and it's like <laughs> coming here yeah. and you hate it. And, but actually after leaving from work, if the weather is nice, I just go and have a 30, 40-minute yeah. going back to the museum, plane and the and uh, it's also, nice to have a choice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I also did, I also did that. Like uh, I was living really close by for uh, during Cosmos Laundromat, and I actually just walked because it was it t- took more time. And uh, re- really early in my study time, I had to commute with a train, and I can't believe how much work I got done on the train. It's yeah. really incredible. Yeah, the train is good. Train yeah. Is good. Yeah. So. Francesco, yeah. you're the remaining component. So, you How know, you I focus? am probably the person with the most fragmented focus <laughs> uh, and attention span here, I think. Um, so, and that's also what, like, you know, brought me to think really of this uh, of this topic because, uh, I don't know, I, I think it's a, it's a real challenge and uh, I, I'm still figuring out a lot of it. Um, I think three things are, uh, one is, at least for me, is like finding like something that um, that is inspiring. As in, you know, I have to do this task. Okay, and sometimes before doing that, like sometimes it's just a matter of luck. But like you know, I watch um, a video or I am reading something, something that I find very interesting. Like you know, maybe I get myself a nice book, mm-hmm. and uh, I just read it, and, uh, and then of course you know I have to stop reading it, but. What, what you read is is really nice. And you go like, oh, yeah. Like it reminds you that there are, you know, people there that, you know, achieved things. Like if I like to read biographies, for example. So if you read, you know, how a certain person was doing something, it's like, wow, yeah, that's that's awesome. Like that makes you feel a bit humbled and at least it gives you the drive to work hard and to be like, okay, just, you know, it gets, it gets inspiring. So that's for me is a way to at least try and be a bit focused and really... Uh, you know, target your energies to get one thing done. Uh, do this thing. Um, another thing is, of course, like um, very often I find myself procrastinating and postponing a, um, a task or not really being able to grasp it because I know of a lot of implications that come with that task. So you go like, hey, I have to do this design document. And you think, and you think of the design and how it could be better and how it could be nicer and how you could draw it. Do you want to do it by hand? Do you want to do it digital? Do you want to talk about it with someone first? Do you want to first do a draft and then talk about it? And I just draw it on my desk with a pencil without even writing it on a paper. Just do it the worst way. Just draw three boxes, start writing a label on the box, draw an arrow, draw another arrow, and at least you get into it. And then you go like, ah, okay, this looks like crap. Now I can make it better. And that's like really lowering the threshold to the minimum so that indeed, like at the end, it says you just get sucked into it. And then you're really kind of in the zone and you you know, you, you make yourself 
easy, an easy path of improvement for it. Mm. Because otherwise you just get, uh, it's more, yeah, it's hard to concentrate on specific aspects because you know, like if you have to, you know, design a, a, the, the communication flow between web applications, like you really need to pay attention to what you're doing and you can really get, lose your focus. So just you know, trying to do this kind of progressive, uh, uh, progressive approach to, to to the to the process, I think it helps to to keep things uh, in control and to keep your focus. And uh, finally, I wrote uh, a little note here, which is like find your true focus, which means I don't know if it was a Pablo. Yeah, he was mentioning like that. You know, you find it easier to focus when you're doing something that you like, mm. and and the fact that you are unable sometimes to focus, it's maybe really. I mean, yeah. Uh, sometimes I know it means I'm doing something that I hate, but I have to do it anyway. Yeah. That's like the easiest way to like be out of the zone. And and I think, I mean, it's not really like how do I focus, but I think that that is a great indicator for finding out like things that you really want to do with your life. Mm. And also like things where then it's worth investing more of your time and uh, which then will help you to be more focused. Because when we do, like here, we all do hundreds of things. So being able to identify which one of them, like the 10% of things that is really, like is better if you give it to someone else to do. I mean, in some cases you can't, but like in some cases you, you can. And, and find that and get rid of it. And that's going to make focusing on everything else uh, more pleasant and you will become more effective at it. So that's, uh, that's also something. So yeah, these are just my couple yeah. of thoughts about yeah. it. Yeah. Liking what you do, that's so important. Yeah. To give focus. Yeah. Perfect. So that's uh that was it for me. Cool, You're cool. looking at me like yeah, yeah. yeah Okay, no. so you have now that we have exactly uh, like two minutes, tell right. us how do you Fast do things under pressure? Yeah. Go. So uh real quickly, I just wanna uh, mention also there's one other thing that I've noticed myself, like regarding focus or whatever. Um if you totally forget to be drinking water over the day, because if you're really like dehydrated, you might not uh, realize it if you're like you know working or whatever uh, but it's cool to have at least like kind of a glass of water uh, on your table like over the day uh, don't do that idiotic thing that like oh the body needs to consume like four liters of water a day it's like no man like there's a mechanism called thirst <laughs> like if you're thirsty drink water if you're not don't be forcing water down there you know it's uh, dangerous anyway uh, when you're working under pressure first of all um I've, and I've had this many times because I used to work in the ad, you know, at an ad agency and I would have these insane tasks where like, you know, this commercial needs to be done now, you know, like now, like tomorrow or whatever. And it's just insane. Like, so there's like a couple of examples where I've made like the first commercial of a big ass campaign for a massive client. And this thing, you know, by the time I finally got everything greenlit, you know, meaning like the sound, the design, everything was like A-okay. That was like six after 6 p.m., something like that. And then 9 a.m. that morning, next morning, uh, my my coworker would have to take whatever I would do and render it and like make it pretty and all that stuff. So I had, I don't know, 1600 or whatever it is to just animate. And this is after a full day of work. So I just have to stay there alone during the night and just try to figure out, this was like a 30-second commercial, so it wasn't like a small one. And you, you're just staying there looking at the clock, just thinking, um, okay, like I have 10 hours left. What is the best I can do with 10 hours with what I have right now? And, you know, it's like that thing of, of maintaining uh, Zen-like uh, yeah. uh, kind of focus of just being like, okay, what's the best I can do 
with what I have right now, given the limitations. And just kind of fact check yourself every two hours, one hour, whatever. Um, but in the beginning, like always, always, always just stop what you're doing and get a, get a good overview of all the limitations. So, you know, if a task for me is to, I have to animate this commercial. So what's the deadline? What is like, are the rigs completely ready? Are there props that need to be made? Like, is there, what's the, the sound completely ready? Like, do I have to, you know, tweak the sound or whatever to actually fit the commercial? Like, what's the length of the commercial and all that? Does there need to be two versions of it? One that is like for the uh, 15 second slot and one is for the 30 second slot. So like all those variables, get them in line right away, write them down, whatever. Just get a good overview in the beginning because every single decision is going to be based on that thing. And then and then from there, you can start figuring out, okay, how much time do I have? Uh, let's maybe like make a little list of like the most important things. Scratch out everything and anything that you know will physically not be able to be done given the time. Hopes and dreams, remove. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, you know, sometimes you have to do it. You have to be like, oh man, that would have yeah. been cool. Well, crash you know, your I, dreams. Uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, I think the most important thing is, um, and this is, I mean, it, it sounds a bit weird when I say it, but um, uh, I had this mentality that I kind of uh, worked. It works for me a lot. If I uh, if I'm given a task, and sometimes like I'll just feel like I'm way in over my head. I'm I'm not sure like I can't foresee the end of this thing that I'm supposed to be making right now. Uh, just break it down. Break it down into the most bare essentials. Like okay, this is a shot. Oh geez, man, that shot is going to be so difficult and whatever. And like I I can't see envision like what the end result is going to be. Uh, I don't even know where to start. That's usually kind of also the problem. So, okay, let's just start with the basics. This character uh, in the shot needs to go, like needs to walk from A to B. So I know they have to start there and I know they have to end there. What would that pose look like? Or like, first of all, can they physically do it? Like, is the length between those two places uh, so like too long for the time that is given? Yeah. So like, because sometimes something will work in a sketch but it won't work when you have like a 3D environment or whatever. So like all those things, just, okay, what's the basic thing I, I need to just fact check? And then can I do that? And then work from there. Like, and then yeah. next thing, and then next thing, and then, and then you work your way all the way down to the fine detail. Yeah, I think um, Julian had a, something like that but when modeling or designing characters. Yeah. Start with the basic and then go, go as, as much as you can in the deadline you have. Broad strokes first. Yeah, yeah totally. exactly. And, awesome. you know, and you can take that as a metaphor for broader things in mm. your life or whatever, you know. It's <laughs> like work on the big things and then work your way down to the small one. Anyway, questions? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for your, yeah, no for your for catching up, actually. we yeah. It's good you did your homework. <laughs> Still sick, I see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay, well. Um, questions. Mm -hmm. There are questions in the blog. So every episode we read the questions on the last uh, podcast. So in this case, there are two questions and they are regarding the Blender Cloud, actually. The, uh, the actual, uh, like the platform Blender Cloud and their feature slash requests and questions, mm -hmm. which are very nice, I think. There is one by Nelson Gonzalez that says, and any plans for cloud member project blogs? So for projects oh. that are not ours, <laughs> that yeah. for like every project we have a blog or sharing the, the projects in a 
publicly. I think two are there two different. Yeah, yeah, things. yeah. Mm-hmm. So while well, having an internal way to log your progress, which I guess like the coming you know, blog, that's, that's very nice because you can enable a blog for a project. It's just a feature that is not normally available because, of course, it doesn't make a lot of sense unless your blog is public. public. Of course, also you know if you have your internal project and you want to have a way to keep track of what is happening, that's of course very nice and yeah. legitimate request. Like you can enable a, a project to have a flamenco or to have a track. You could also just have a blog if you yeah. want. So that definitely. Makes sense and especially the public part that's uh um, i mean we should probably write it down somewhere we haven't really been addressing this uh, aspect of the blender cloud that enables people to create private projects and then make them public we don't do that right now for it's there are a few reasons uh some of them have to do with like the branding and how the cloud itself is uh, is shown how it works um but then there are also some legal implications about it, which are also quite tricky because uh, um, because uh, creating a public publishing platform for people, it's something that then you need to uh, ensure and maintain to a level uh, for which right now we don't really have that much the resources. So just allowing people to create and publish content themselves, you have to check what kind of content are people publishing. And that's uh, but, it's it's a responsibility. Yeah. How how different is it from graphical uploading uh, builds or posting on Blender today or posting on? Yeah. Well, that's exactly. But it's uh, the same, it's right? The sa- pick- it's the same, and it all boils down to the level of responsibility that you want to have when it's running a publishing such platform. platform. Yeah. It's a big responsibility to give people platforms. I think if if there is a clear guideline, like okay, no, no. I don't know, strong, or, yeah, exactly. No, or violent graphic, yeah. you know, they, they can be anything, no. Yeah, but that's, if, that's uh, is really like, that is one of yeah. the main aspects, but being able to ensure that that happens, like in a platform of the size of the cloud and making that then the focus of the cloud too, because then if, you know, if that becomes like a public publishing platform, it can become quite big. Of course, you shouldn't be trying to solve these problems before they happen, but this is one of those cases where being well aware of the implications, like if you look at other big platforms, like, you know, uh, picture publishing platforms. If you look at Tumblr, if you look at Sketchfab, if you look at uh, Shapeways, like the amount of things, like the amount of control they have to do in order to keep track of the content that users make, it's uh, it's not something they advertise, but it's something that is there. So that's something we are aware of. But in the future, it might change when we can, uh, like it's definitely something we've been looking at and it's something that is on our map. The second question is actually related to this. What about Instead of making it like fully public for everyone, what if uh, would be possible to make projects um, visible to other cloud members, but not to so they can see it but not edit it? Um, he was thinking about is by Forgotten Fantasies. Is he's uh, think, thinking about like hosting trainings or shorts and share with other cloud members or like if we have a team, mm-hmm. but not with. Um, um, the public. So, what about that? Yeah, well, that's a very nice idea, and that that goes into like sharing projects is of course possible. So yeah, but everybody have, is able to edit. Yeah. The moment you share, you, you can edit. So making a project like read only, it's like a different level of publishing, which is like yeah, publishing for a separate set of users, only subscribers, which technically would not be too hard to do. But I think this goes into also the the product. Like what, like what does the cloud do? Because enabling users to do that, like 
you know, you have to map it to the value that we offer for a subscription price. So enabling people to publish their own content for cloud subscribers, like it's not something they can control. So if I am a cloud user and I make a training only available to cloud subscribers, I have no way to profit from that. It's not necessarily what I'm after, but like it's a little bit of a weak thing. Why don't you just put um, it somewhere else? Yeah. So maybe right? better would it be to give access like we do now, but edit uh, view access, edit access. So then you could do like if you are hosting a training, for example, then you can. It's like Patreon, you know. If you are a patron, then you can uh, join. Uh, you can see certain posts and content. In this case, it could be like that. If you are if you are hosting a training on Blender Cloud, then you could. Um, uh, give certain people the access for viewing, not for yeah, exactly, editing. and that and that would make the cloud basically like a marketplace where people can create content, which is is a different kind of product. Yeah. So it's very interesting. I'm not saying that that's something that the cloud cannot be, but it's clearly not what the cloud is right now. So it needs like dedicated like attention. So I think like all these are, you know, when you start having a community like you have with the Blender Cloud, which is thousands of users with a specific focus on Blender and how to make films or how to create content and stuff like that, you have all this possibility because it's highly, like a lot of very competent and focused users who care about a specific topic. So like enabling them to do what they want, uh, I think it's, it's great. So that's definitely something to look into. Uh, right now, our main focus is to make sure that it works as a production platform for our open movies and for publishing and sharing training. So that's where we are spending the little uh, engineering and development time that we have. But uh, as we hopefully grow uh, this project, uh, we will look into these things as well. Yeah, That was the last cool. question. Yes. Right, cool. So, well, I would say thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Guys, are, it was a nice we'll... chat and uh, <laughs> learn, learn new things. And uh, well, see you next time. Yes. See you in a couple right. of weeks. See you. Bye. Bye. Ciao. You've been listening to the Blender Anime Studio Podcast. Brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Are you haunted by a mulatto, an albino, a mosquito, and your libido? Get your nirvana on the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org. <laughs>